Welcome back to Bob's Fishbowl, everybody. Live from Tijuana, Mexico. I'm Bob Van Dyne, or as absolutely no one calls me, Tijuana Bob. Over there, the 17th or so best co-host in the history of showbiz, Fish B. We'll get to Fishkembe Matumbol momentarily, but first, what a dark day for the world. This mass shooting in New Zealand, this 28-year-old Australian dude, and he chose New Zealand just to prove that nowhere in the world is safe. The most disturbing part of the whole thing is he fucking live-streamed it on social media. It's on 4chan, it's on 8chan, it's on fuckchan, I don't know. 187 rounds in the first two and a half minutes after he walked into this mosque. 236 rounds total, according to police, over the 16 or 17-minute video. They're trying to erase it from the internet, but, you know, the internet, once it's there, it's kind of there. And now the media, the questions circulate all day. Was it social media? Is it mental health? Is it access to firearms? Is it violent media? Is it the rise of nationalism? The answer is probably an amalgamum of, of all those things in some way, shape, or form. I, I, I'm not sure. But if I had to, to peg just one answer on the board... I would go to the rise of nationalism. It's a trend that's happening on every continent with the exception of Antarctica, and who knows what those emperor penguins are up to. I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, but if nationalism is the best answer, the number one cause of nationalism, I would make the argument, is religion. That seems to be the tribal way we're most likely to divide ourselves, race and religion, and religion plays the biggest part in that with race. And I'm certainly not blaming uh, the Muslims that were there praying peacefully. Of, of course, I'm not doing that. 90% of the people in the world uh, use religion, and they use it to try to live a good life. And, and I believe that, even though myself, I'm not very religious. If tonight's your first night listening to the show, my religious philosophy is pretty simple. Uh, 33% atheist, 33% agnostic, 33% Buddhist, 1% Methodist, just in case. But even if we use like that 90% to 10% that are using religion to live a good life or attempt to, the 10% that use it as a tool of evil and division, which leads to bigotry, which leads to hatred, which leads to violence, like we saw today in New Zealand, one of the ugliest mass shootings in the history of the planet. And even if you take just 10% of the Earth's 7 billion people, that's a lot of assholes. That's a lot of bigotry. That's a lot of evil. That's a lot of violence. So I thought I would take a little different angle as we start the show tonight. And just kind of as a thought exercise, is religion good or bad? In the broad scope of things, as we look to the causes of the rise of nationalism, is religion good or bad? Excuse me for that, my notebook is making noise. So I made a list of pros and cons, like, like, they, like they taught me to do. Here's my list of pros for religion. The list of pros for religion. They make people less scared of death, uh, charity in terms of time and money. It creates community bonds. 
It's inspired a bunch of beautiful art and architecture. See the Renaissance. It's been a real boon for the printing press industry. Uh, there's lots of good religious schools around the world. Most religions espouse the importance of self-discipline. They make grief easier, believing that your loved ones are in a better place and you'll see them again. Those are the pros, I wrote down. But then let's get to the cons. Their responsible religion is responsible for half the world's wars, at least. Every war is essentially about God, gold, or land, usually all three, but God plays pretty prominently. It defies rational thought. It fuels fanaticism. It creates unnecessary segregation and rivalry. It's a typical excuse for genocide, you know, from the witch trials to the crusades, you know, the Holocaust creates brainwashing, prevents free thought. The fashion is ridiculous. We could all agree upon that. Uh, false idols can easily mislead and harm the, the easily impressionable and gullible. And it's perfect cover for pedophile rings. And last and probably most importantly, when it comes to war and when it comes to nationalism, when it comes to violence, people use God as an excuse to justify just about anything. So after going through that list of pros and cons, is religion a positive or a minus for the world? I'm not telling you what the answer is. I'm not even sure I know what the answer is myself. But as a thought exercise, I, I just wasn't sure how to respond to the tragic events of today. And so figure I'd give you something to think about and share with you more what I was thinking about. With that... Question one from Fishbola. Fish B, your turn. There's no, there, there's no good segue there. I'm sorry. There's no real good way to switch gears. Let's just, let's just do it. Uh, question one from Fish B reads as follows. Oh, God. This is a marathon. Let's roll three Beto O'Rourke questions into one scroll. Don't, don't you think you've been too tough on Beto? Is it is a fictional story about murder written by, written by a 15-year-old fair political game? And what does Dr. Drew Pinsky have against Beto? All right, let's let let's get to all three of these. One, yeah, probably over the last couple of days, I have been a little too harsh on Beto, saying that as charismatic as he is, and as likable as he is, and as good on the stump, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, he has no chance of being the next president of the United States. I may be wrong about that. I'm, I still, I, I believe in Mayor Pete. I think he's the underdog to watch. We will see. Um, but the more I see Beto talk, the more it reminds me why I liked him so much during the Senate campaign for Texas. So we'll see. The next one on the list is a fiction. Now this is from Fox News here. Is a fictional story about murder written by a 15-year-old fair political game? And the answer is, of course not. He's a 15-year-old. He, he's 47 years old now, Beto O'Rourke. You're really going to go back to every 15-year-old's notebook and see the dark, twisted things they wrote as a teenager? You can't. That, there's no way on earth that is political fair game. Only on Fox News does that count as quote-unquote news that Beto wrote a fictional story about murder as a 15-year-old. 
And lastly, what does Dr. Drew Pinsky have against Beto? This is another one from, uh, from, from Fox News. Is Dr. Drew Pinsky qualified to talk politics? No, but if you're willing to talk shit about a Democrat, there's a place for you on Fox News. He was on the Brian Kilmeade show, and for some reason, Dr. Drew, he kept comparing Beto to Tony Robbins. I'm not sure why. He said, quote, he uses a lot of expletives, and people like that. And I, I, trust me, I use a lot of expletives, and I'm not 100% sure that's true. So then Kilmeade asks, what are you picking up you know, from Beto? Because Dr. Drew, no one's better at judging someone from afar. Uh, Dr. Drew says, quote, something in my gut, I'm not sure yet. I haven't really examined it carefully enough. I just can tell there's a disconnect between what people think they're seeing and what's there. That's where I'm at. Why are you clapping for that? What, why are you? I'm confused. Why, why are you clapping for, for, for Dr. Drew going after Beto on Fox News? I, I, don't, under, I don't understand that rationale of, of attack. I don't, I don't quit it. I do not get it. Next question, Fish B, if you mind. Oh, you don't mind? Okay, great. Then next question. What's the minimum wage in Tijuana? What is, yeah, I'm here. What's the, uh, this is a, I don't believe there is a minimum wage in Tijuana. The other night I was taking an Uber downtown, not a far Uber, listening to a Mexican radio station that had the, uh, the commercials in English. And there was an ad for a progressive candidate and they were arguing that Tijuana, that Mexico has to raise, that it, you have to make for eight hours of work at least 176 pesos. That was, that was the progressive push that this needs to happen in Mexico. For eight hours of work, 176 pesos. If you want to do the math on that, that works out to about $1.08 an hour, $1.08. And that's what they're pushing for. That's what they would consider like a Bernie Sanders major progressive victory. So the minimum wage in Tijuana and Mexico, I, I think it's just whatever you can get, which is, uh, is sad. I, I hope Mantis has prayed that 176 pesos, that if you put it in honest eight hours of work, isn't too much to ask, but I'm not an expert on the Mexican economy. I am an expert on mezcal, however, but that's another subject. Next question, Fishby. If you could ask God one question, what would it be? Haven't we, haven't we, haven't we, haven't we hit this God subject a little, a little hard uh, uh, tonight already? We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, that's a, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? I mean, can I get two? Can I, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a, get a bonus? I mean, because my first one is is just is just why is why why is if I, if I only got one that would be the question why and if I got a second one if I got a bonus uh, what's the point of this what 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 is the point of this hokey pokey what's the point of this song and dance what's going on with this tush push. I'm not sure I get it. There's a whole lot of suffering out there that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If only there was a great 
80s band called XTC, one of the finest pop bands of all time, that wrote a song called Dear God. That would be, uh, that would really be illuminating in times like these, Fishby. That, that would really be illuminating. A nice XTC reference. Next question. Other than college hoops, give me something good to watch this weekend. Other than college hoops, yes, yeah, Selection Sunday is Sunday. March Madness is, is next week. Is, it'll be upon us. Um, I'll give you some documentaries. Last night on Hulu, I watched Free Solo, which just debuted this week. It's about this dude who, 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 who free climbs uh, the world's biggest uh, uh, peaks. Uh, that's all I want to tell you about it. It is, it, it's crazy. It, 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 is, it, it, is, it is one of the most uh, interesting documentaries I've seen in a long, long time. And usually I'm not into, I'm not a real big uh, outdoor sports guy other than snowboarding. I like a lot. But anyway, Free Solo is amazing. Uh, a doc series on Netflix, which is wonderful, Losers. Like eight episodes, every single one of them inspirational. It talks about how you learn more from losing in life than you do from winning. It's, it is a great series, top to bottom, really, really well done. And if you don't have access to, to Hulu or Netflix, if you just have the internet, and I'm guessing you do since you're listening to a podcast, uh, watch, go, go, go to pbs.org, uh, go, to, go to Frontline the finest, longest-running documentary series. And the best thing about Frontline is every documentary they've ever done, and they usually put up one maybe every three weeks to sometimes it's as long as a couple months. But every one they've ever done remains on pbs.org for free. And the one they did a few weeks ago called Right to Fail about New York's experiment about the mentally ill and their right to live on their own it was a 15-month investigation of, of a staff of people working for 15 months on one story to produce a 54-minute documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's worth your time. It's called Right to Fail, and it's on pbs.org or frontline.org, if you prefer. Next one, Fishby. Next one. Why can't we get real, authentic Mexican food in the States? Why can't you? For, for the same reason you can't get almond chicken in China. You kind of got to go to the source. My hunch is the further, the, the further in SoCal you go, the more authentic Mexican cuisine you can find. But where I'm from, all the way up in Washington State, and, and there's lots of Mexicans in Washington State, uh, there's all kinds of places. I mean, it says right on the sign, authentic Mexican cuisine, but it's, it's, it's not authentic. It's not near as good as what uh, we pull off down here in TJ, that's for sure. One of the, if, if you are a, a quote-unquote foodie, not, not a word that, that I like a lot, but Tijuana, the food here is absolutely world-class. I'll put it up against any city in the world. It is, it is that good. And not just Mexican food either. Tijuana has has the 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 the, the largest uh, 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 like German, uh, uh, Italian, Chinese, just ton ton ton. The largest expat community, largest expat city of any city in the entire world, I believe, is Tijuana, Mexico. Next question, also about TJ. How much longer are you going to stay in TJ, Tijuana, Bob? 
I told you no one calls me that. We've been here about a month. We'll be at least another couple of weeks or so. At least till the end. We're kind of playing it by year. Well, you know, we'll see how me and Fish B are feeling. You know, we'll do that. Do they celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Mexico? Do they celebrate... Yeah, St. Patrick's Day is a Sunday. Happy St. Patrick's Day in advance to all my friends in New England, especially Rhode Island, Boston, where, where it really goes down. Um, Tijuana is a party city. They, they'll celebrate anything. Damn right they're going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. As, as for the rest of Mexico, I'm not sure, but it is a very Catholic country, and St. Patrick is a saint. Why not tip a glass? Unless, of course, you've given up alcohol for Lent, which is a little confusing. Next question, please. Yo, it's me, Fish B. What's up, Fish B? Keep it down, dude, by the way. Keep it down. Does it take a bitch to know a bitch? What, what kind of question is that, Fishbowl? Why do I feel like somehow that, that that's some kind of passive-aggressive insult? Are, are you calling me a bitch? No, it's, 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 it's 2019. You know, that's not nice. It's not, I mean, you want to get Ronan Farrowed, you know? You, it, 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 and poorly, you know? Don't, 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 don't. You're going to get yourself in trouble with a mouth like that, Fish B. Do you take a bitch to know a bitch? Jesus. Are you going to keep it Brockmeyer this weekend? Am I going to keep it Brockmeyer this weekend? Yes, one of my favorite shows, one of my very inspirational is Brockmeyer. Um, I've, I've been going hard lately. I might, uh, believe it or not, I mean, Sunday is St. Patrick's Day, so I will probably tip a glass on behalf of St. Patrick. Um, tomorrow, believe it or not, I, I think there's this book I've been meaning to finish. The weather is going to be beautiful. I'm sorry if the weather sucks where you are. I think I'm going to go to the beach and finish a book. So the book, by the way, is called, uh, oh, uh, it's a real fascinating heavy hitter, more nonfiction for uh, Tijuana Bob. It's, uh, it's Army of One. It's about the future of autonomous warfare. <laughs> In other words, a perfect beach read. Just, a, just, a, just some random gringo plies the Tijuana. Last question, as always, comes for eight-year-old executive producer Isaiah the Tiny Player, and he writes as follows, I hate cleaning my room. Is it true you have a maid? <laughs> Every kid hates cleaning their room. You're eight. You're supposed to hate cleaning your room. Uh, we, we do, do, do we have a mate? We not, not a live in like it, like in Roma or, or something like that. But, uh, in fairness, we are a little spoiled. There, there, there is a housekeeper that comes in twice a week and makes sure that everything is, uh, you know, mopped and swept and all those things that, uh, that, that, that I typically have to do in the States, but don't have to do here. God bless Tijuana. And with that, Fish B, your work is done. Time for the hottest finale in the history of podcasting that has every other podcaster jealous. I think 
Paleta Bola de Fuego. I mean, I mean, this thing might even be the subject. I heard a rumor that Brian Selter of CNN, who's their media correspondent, might do an entire podcast next week about how hot this finale is. I don't know if it's true. I'm just that that's what I heard. A little something called Paleta Bola de Fuego, which, of course, literally translates to the paddle ball of fire, at least according to Google Translate. And with that, away we go. Let's find our steady rhythm, see if we can keep it up. James Gunn has been rehired by Disney to direct Guardians of Galaxy 3. They found some old pedophile tweets. Uh, he got fired. Now he's been rehired. James Gunn and Disney. The Trump administration misses the deadline, just ignores it for the Trump-Putin summit uh, uh, details to, that were uh, asked for by Congress. And Trump also, by the way, uh, his first veto ever today. And he couldn't have been prouder of himself. Neil deGrasse Tyson is returning to TV for Star Talk and Cosmos. There is that big investigation. Was he going to get Ronan Farrowed? Uh, Fox feels comfortable enough saying that uh, he's coming back. So uh, apparently nothing. I, I don't know exactly, but at least Fox feels comfortable enough to put him back on the television. YouTube star Lily Singh is taking over for Carson Daly. Me and Fishby were this close, Lily, to getting that job. We were we were this close. Next time that late night gig is ours. Uh, Bernie Sanders, his, uh, his campaign, hold on, let me get I've said a Bernie Sanders campaign workers have voted to unionize. Good going for them. And the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled giving the finger to a police officer is protected by the First Amendment. Did it really take the court to prove it? Like, isn't that obvious that the, the right to free speech gives you the right to flip off a cop? Anyway. It's been decided. I don't think it will be appealed. And with that, my friends, we are done with the week. That is uh, TJ19. Uh, thank you for hanging out on a, a particular uh, a dark day. Uh, we're not going to send any thoughts and prayers to New Zealand. We're just going to hope the world becomes a better place by all of us being better people. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Be safe this weekend. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. You know I love you. Back on Monday, all the best. Adios, amigos.